0: Hello. Kylie. hello okay so this is my first time doing a podcast um <laughs> uh this is annabelle she's my buddy <laughs> <laughs> um today we're going to be doing our podcast on um my favorite character and her most disliked character of girl meets world which is the main character named riley um <laughs> A little bit of background, Girl Meets World is the spin off of Boy Meets World and it has the same sort of concept. Every episode has a lesson ingrained in it and usually it's centered around Riley. So mm-hmm. um Annabelle, would you like to
1: start off on your take? Uh yeah. Okay, so Riley. When I was younger and I watched Girl Meets World because it's like my third or fourth time watching it but when I was younger like maybe in middle school and was watching Girl Meets World I didn't have a problem with Riley uh she was a very she was she is a very positive and like extroverted person and she basically wants to make everyone happy right however I feel like her extrovertedness and positivity is a little bit much for me like I Like, I love, I love being, like, I love positivity in my life, right? Like, who doesn't love positivity in their life? But I feel like Riley has this sort of need to always help her friends. Mm -hmm. uh, So this podcast, uh, we watched uh, Texas, uh, Girl Meets Texas Parts 1 and 2. And um, it's a little bit about it. It's basically like, uh, and her best friend Maya uh, set up a or send in a um, application for their other friend Lucas to uh, go on and ride a bowl in Texas, uh, his home state. And um, I feel like that part right there already was a little bit much because. She they signed up. I mean I mean like obviously it wasn't just Riley's idea. Maya probably had something to do with it. Um but they signed up Lucas for something that he didn't consent to, right? And Mm -hmm. I mean like I understand they had good intentions behind it because they want to like help Lucas build up his image again. Mm -hmm. Um after falling off Judy the Sheep, uh when he was like what five. i think but, so yeah and then i don't know it's just like this is all the way in texas they live in new york that's going to be already a big hassle but then again this is the movie so they can do whatever they want yeah. um but yeah i just feel like that part already was a little i don't know yeah i feel like she, I totally I feel like she stepped she stepped over a line
0: mm-hmm. i totally agree i would not well personally we're not the main characters, but <laughs> I would I would never do anything without someone else's consent, especially if it like took money and time, like mm-hmm. travelling from New York to Texas. That's mm-hmm. like crazy. But I think that not that the ends justify the means, but that was a pretty big turning point in all of their relationship perspectives, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I feel like before they were confused and after they were even more confused.
1: Definitely. But towards the
0: end of the series, like, um, what was it? Girl Meets Ski, la- ski Lounge? Ski, ski Lodge. Lodge. Ski Lodge. Yes. yes. They really, they took that entire, what was it? Like three-part episode mm-hmm. and they deconstructed it and they realized how much, like, love they put into each other so it for me i do believe that like everything happens for a reason Mm -hmm. and i feel like that's a beautiful way to um sort of resolve that big conflict that happened during that the episodes that we watched but i totally agree
1: that was terrible (laughs) so yeah i mean like i mean like yeah she she does actually help people a lot Mm -hmm. like she has so much faith in people and she is just like an all-around do-gooder you know kind of like kind of like her dad like (laughs) Mm -hmm. um i don't know if you watch boy meets world but like i did. uh yeah Mm -hmm. her her dad is like exactly the same way or cory matthews in boy meets world was exactly almost exactly the same way Mm -hmm. especially with like matters regarding sean angela um and their other friends and stuff
0: oh i love
1: their (laughs) (laughs) dynamic wait wait wait, who um sean and cory and um... stuff or Corey and Riley. Oh yeah, you. Uh, that yeah, that makes sense.
0: That makes sense. <laughs> I feel like that's how me and my dad, or my parents in general, that's
1: how. <laughs> you and me. It's Yeah, super... no, definitely like um, what is it called? Parents like rubbing off on kids and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um. So what else um, is there to talk about, Riley? What else do you uh, like about Riley? Like in general, It doesn't have to be about these episodes. Like, you know. Um. Uh, in general.
0: Well, like you said earlier, like this is my fourth or fifth time <laughs> rewatching it. Like, it's a series I always come back to. It's my favorite t- uh, TV show of all time, I think. Mm-hmm. I watched a lot, <laughs> uh, especially during quarantine. But, anyways, um, <laughs> I feel like, especially these days, I keep going back to it because I really miss having that positive perspective. I mean, mm-hmm. like, quarantine has taken such a big toll on my mental health and I remember thinking like her. you know what I mean Mm
1: -hmm. like seeing
0: the good in the most like tiny not tiny trivial things Mm
1: -hmm.
0: like I would look outside and I'd be like oh it's a beautiful day I love California like you can ask Sophia about it (laughs) she's like you're (laughs) never leaving California you say that every morning but it's like now when I look outside I'm like okay, it's exactly like yesterday and like the day before and it's literally toxic air and there's fires everywhere and I'm like, ah. Yeah. These days, like, I really, I've always loved her, but I feel like I love her even more because like, um, like later, what was it? Oh, not later. It was never like official, but I saw a video of all of her saddest moments and it made me feel so like, oh, like you would never it would be so unexpected when she had sad moments. Mm-hmm. does that make sense, and it yeah. made me realize that like it is possible to be positive and bubbly, but still have those moments, and I feel like this is just a passing moment, and like it's all gonna be better soon, like she gives me that comfort, you know,
1: I definitely get that, yeah, like um, when you say when you're talking about her saddest moments, I was the time that she was bullied by that Mm -hmm. uh well we never got to know who bullied her um Mm -hmm. but that was like a really emotional thing because she um she didn't want to talk about it with anybody because she was always that like I felt like she didn't want to talk about it with anybody because she was always that like positive person that people could turn to Mm -hmm. I felt like she may have had to like I felt like she felt like she had to, like, handle it herself, mm. and then she ended up, like, taking it out on, like, Maya and everyone else, mm-hmm. and I don't know. Yeah, I, I feel like Riley, yeah, I I I agree with you with the part that Riley is, like, She she's a good, like, person to turn to when you need, like, a little positivity in your life. Mm. Like, I don't know. I definitely, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Well, you remember what you were saying? Uh
0: this is off the record, but um <laughs> like main character syndrome. Could you go into like a little bit about that?
1: Oh, okay. So, main character syndrome. These are like these are like me referring to Wor- Riley's like worst moments.
0: Like mm-hmm. overall,
1: she is a very positive, bubbly, aspiring character, right? Mm-hmm. But every single time I think about her main character syndrome and stuff like that. So main character syndrome, I guess I don't I don't know the official definition of it, but it's like <laughs> thinking, like it's like knowing or thinking that you are the main character and thinking that the world revolves around you, right? Mm. Which she actually did thought um in that one episode, uh, girl meets gravity. Mm. Um, oh, that was a sad one. Yeah, where they talked about Mrs. Sporsky, mm-hmm. and then I mean that was a big character development for her because she realized that she wasn't the center of the universe. But um, going on, uh, there was this one episode where I believe it's called Girl Meets Momster Uh -uh. because Uh she had a huge conflict with her mom, Topanga. And um, she believed that she was responsible enough to like take care of herself, her own actions. Like she felt like she could miss school to watch um, certain, like what what was her show? It was like uh, Red Planet Diaries. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was like um, she felt like she did not need her mom's help. She felt like she, as I think she was maybe ninth grade, eighth grade, ninth grade. I think. Um, she felt like she was entitled to so much. I don't even know if it was that episode, but I remember one episode where she thought that she was entitled to so much. she didn't want to apologize to her mom. she even like moved out temporarily to live with Maya. I just mm-hmm. felt like she took everything she had for granted like um, she I don't know she, she just I think she just felt so entitled to everything and yeah. I don't know I felt like she was very immature, naive. I mean she, she learned a lot because like these are the point of those, these episodes. It's like life lessons. Mm-hmm. Um but I don't know. I just like I'm saying like a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get it.
0: I think she or at least in my perspective, she doesn't have a lot of flaws, but that's definitely her biggest one. Mm-hmm. Like oh in real life I don't like people who are like that. <laughs> like <laughs> but I think like what you were just saying like, the series is about, like, uh, if you go to Annabelle's blog, <laughs> um, we talked about Smackle, and um, one of Annabelle's favorite things about Smackle is her personal development, mm-hmm. and the, I don't, well, there's a difference between main character syndrome and being the main character, right? She's treating, like, her whole world like she's the main character, rather than just knowing that she and Maya are the actual main characters. Mm-hmm. But, not but. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that is, like, one of the best parts is that the audience gets to learn and grow with her, like you were just saying. Like,
1: mm-hmm. we are
0: watching her grow, and these are our lessons. Like, we have to see the worst in them
1: to watch them grow. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. I yeah, I definitely get that. I feel like Riley's a good person to learn from as well. Because, yeah. you know, it's she she's kinda like she's kinda like all of us, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um growing up we think most of us at least think that we are like mature enough to take care of so, take care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. But in reality, I don't think half of us even know how to do our taxes and stuff like that. So it's like <laughs> we still have so much to learn. We're <laughs> Yes, I don't know she, she's don't like know a, she's like she's like a good representation of like a lot of kids everywhere mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree <sighs> uh,
0: I guess well, I think the main takeaway that we can conclude on is that they all these characters, like in every single show that we watch mm-hmm. has good parts and bad parts, but the important thing is that the audience can learn from them. Definitely. And that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you for Annabelle for coming and talking with me. Um, I'll see you all when I do text interaction next. (laughs) Thank you. Bye. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming.